T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Well, Reddick just freaking wrecked the game yesterday. Haas Reddick is good. He's a Haas. <laughs> That's great. You know, by the way, I don't know if you thought about this. I know the opposing quarterback did yesterday on that play. I thought Reddick got a little bit lucky to not be called for a penalty on that play. Not that I think it's a good rule, but he did do the land on the quarterback I thought the thing. same thing, Joe. He fell, like, he fell on him. I, Joe, I had the exact same thing. Like part. square on him. And I, John, I think it's a bad rule, but it is a rule. And, you know, Josh Johnson got up looking at the ref like, yo, where's the flag? And I actually thought he had a – per the rule book, I thought he had a point. But, anyway, we don't have to worry mm. about that. Reddick was uh, was just awesome. I'm so proud as an Eagles fan, man. The Birds are back in the Super Bowl. They have risen from the ashes. And it was ashes two years ago. 4-11-1. And, and if there's such a thing as <laughs> a bad 4-11-1, I don't think there's any 4-11-1 that's good, but when you're in the worst division of all time, okay, which is what the Eagles were in 2020, that's a bad 4-11-1. And two years later, they find themselves on the doorstep of a championship, one I believe they will win. They throttled San Francisco yesterday. We'll never know what would have happened if, uh, you know, if, if obviously the 49ers quarterback hadn't gotten injured or Purdy hadn't gotten injured. It, precisely what would have happened, but I know this. I feel really confident Eagles are going to win the game, no matter what. Going to win the game. And by the way, it's 49ers' fault that the quarterback got hurt. It's actually their fault. And what I mean by that is it's stupid of Kyle Shanahan to ask a tight end, let alone a backup tight end, to block Hassan Reddick. So you get what you deserve. You have a backup tight end blocking one of the great pass rushers in football. Your quarterback gets knocked out. That's your fault, man. Let's go to the phones. What a day again, it was yesterday. Dress, dress a third quarterback. Like, that's crazy to me. Well, a lot of teams don't. I mean, the Eagles don't. I know, but when you're when you're down to Brock Purdy, like when you've, you're on your third and fourth quarterbacks of the season, 
it's just crazy to me. Look, they also Eagles got a little lucky. Jimmy G wasn't available because you know that could have influenced things a certain way. But it's all beautiful, man. It's all good. To the phones, by the way, Elliot Shore Parks will join us at twelve thirty. So Elliot coming up uh, in about twenty or so minutes. Tom, right now in Delaware. Good afternoon, Tom. Hey, listen, guys. I think Kelsey said it best. No one likes us, and we don't care. And that that's just you know I, I think about that all the time. And it, it's just you know when you watch the when you watch the pre games on Fox or you know, or wherever you're watching it, you know the Eagles they get minimal amount of time. They do. About- they're doing and how well they're playing and all of this you know i i had to turn the tv off yesterday before the game because all i could hear is purdy this and purdy that and i i don't know about you guys but i really wish he did play because we still would have beat them and then we wouldn't have to hear this because you knew it was coming right oh he's hurt you know you know this that but now well you know what it is annoying listen tom there is an annoying component there but there also is an element where people will still doubt the eagles and let the players feed off that although i'll tell you this the doubt of the eagles isn't as strong as i might have thought it could be because the line did switch very quickly when the chiefs opened as a favorite and then within minutes the eagles were a favorite that tells you a lot of people in america saw what we saw yesterday which was that the eagles are the best team in pro football yeah, that's that's fantastic. That's a fantastic feeling. And and listen, I grew up, uh, you know, in in the eight, late eighties, nineties, where my parents had season tickets, and we couldn't give tickets away. That they were so bad. And just to be able to yeah. experience now as an adult, that to both sides, and you know, Harry Callis and and all these different things growing up, uh, it's a great time to be, you know, a Philly fan. I'll forever be a Philadelphia all across the board. Love it, man. Listen, Tom, good stuff. Uh, you know, back to that era, and I'm wearing my Jerome Brown jersey today with, with pride. Uh, and I saw Seth earlier today, and, of course, Seth and Jerome were, were good friends. And, uh, you know, and I wore this jersey yesterday to the game. Um, in the late 80s, early 90s, the Eagles were still dealing with probably about two games a year where the game wouldn't be sold out. And you'd get to that deadline point. I don't remember if it was Friday or Saturday. You get to that deadline point where if the tickets weren't purchased, the game was not going to be televised. I mean, John, I remember 30-ish years ago, you'd have Eagles games not on TV locally. I remember too, Joe. Not on TV. And this is when the NFC was broadcast by CBS. And it would be up to local CBS whether they wanted to buy the three, four, five thousand remaining seats. If they bought them, the game would be on TV. If they didn't buy him, the game wouldn't be on TV, which I'm sure people under the age of 20, 25 are like, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, totally. Like, no, this is real. 30 years ago, you'd have like one or two games a year not on television. So, um, and even when I graduated in college in, in 2000, John, me and my friends from high school, we got 13 seats yeah. together. Section 747, 13. Then the Eagles got really good. That was the year they became good. 10 wins. Donovan, Doc, Andy, the whole deal. And no turning back. I mean, there's you, you can't just waltz in the seats anymore. you got to wait through 40 years of waiting probably to actually get a ticket, you know, through a season ticket means with that waiting list. But uh, it was different back then. And it was intense back then, but it was still different. Nick in Lancaster. Nick, you're on WIP. Yo, what's going on, guys? Hey, Nick. Thanks for having me on. We're going to the Super Bowl. Indeed, man. Let's go. So, uh, listening to the pregame show yesterday, um, remember, you guys had a 49ers reporter on, and uh, no disrespect to him, but the question was asked, do you think that the link in the environment of Philadelphia will have any effect on the game? 
And he said, not at all. Well, that guy's, that, guy's an, that guy's an idiot then. Immediately, immediately pictured him in clown makeup and the whole 49ers fan base in clown makeup because the 49ers walk into a buzz song. Yeah, and it, it wasn't the biggest factor, but it was a factor. I mean, when you have three different times you get off schedule because of a delayed game, uh, you know, the crowd's playing a part of that. Some of that was backup quarterback, but there's no doubt the crowd helped the Eagles. And it was earned by an exceptional regular season, which earned the Eagles the one seed. And by the way, any talk, and I know there's some, because KC and the Bills, uh, KC and the Bills almost played an NFC, AFC Championship game at neutral site. Any talk of a neutral site AFC or NFC Championship game moving forward is nonsense. A team earns the one seed. They earn the right to host that game. I don't want the league messing around at all with neutral site conference title games. That's pure nonsense. Yeah, I agree on that. That is, I mean, the team works hard all year yeah. to get that number one seed. You deserve to have that. You're totally. Team football. Correct. It's exactly correct. Nick, appreciate the call. Let's go to Rob and Glenn Olden. Rob, you're on WIP. Robbie. Rob, not there. We go to Chris right now in Newtown. Hi, Chris. Hey guys, how you doing today? Great, Chris. So I wanted to know, why does a Cowboys fan, a Steelers fan, a Giants fan, a Tom Brady walk into a bar? To All right. their sorrows. <laughs> to watch the Eagles on, on a big screen TV? To watch the Eagles play in the Super Bowl. There you go. There you go. Thanks. Chris, there's a lot of good, There's a, and I didn't hear that one before. Just a lucky guess by me. There's a lot of great stuff going around the internet with all that. I love it. I love it all. But the best part of yesterday was when Jalen Hurts sang. That just, I don't know, that was really great. Me and my husband loved the game, but watching him sing and just, he was just soaking it in. It just was great. Yeah. That's all I wanted to say. Thanks love so it. much. Enjoy Chris, the show. Thank you, Chris. Bye. Enjoy Thanks, these Chris. two weeks leading up to the Super Bowl. All right, Ellis Shore Parks at 1230. Phone calls throughout the program. We get ready for the Birds, the Chiefs, Eagles versus Andy in the Super Bowl. Joe Cameron, John Ritchie on WIP. Hey, let me tell you about PI Dental Center. With decades of experience in complex dental treatment, and I've been a patient at PI Dental for over 20 years, my mom for over 30 years, Dr. Glenn Wolfinger and Dr. Robert Slowley are board-certified prosthodontists. They specialize in the restoration and replacement of teeth. They're awesome at what they do. Great people, by the way, as well. Originators of the teeth in a day. A revolutionary treatment that delivers fixed teeth on the same day as the implants are placed for dramatic transformations in just one day. If you struggle with your teeth, how you chew, how you look, how you feel, your smile, perhaps even your self-esteem, I'm telling you, PI Dental Center can help you. Trust me on this. PI Dental Center can help you. Visit PIDentalCenter.com. That's PIDentalCenter.com to request a complimentary new patient evaluation. Yeah, one of two TDs by Miles, who who I did not think had a particularly good game, but had two really good plays there for TD runs. And uh, Eagles obviously rolled, rolled to win this game yesterday. Hassan Reddick, the best Eagle, and frankly, I don't even think it was close. He was just masterful, wrecked the game. And uh, congratulations to the Birds. Congratulations to Hertz and Sirianni, Lurie and Howie, all of whom at various twists and turns have been incredibly criticized, just incredibly criticized. And uh, those guys rose above it all, and they put together one of the great seasons ever. I do think this is the best Philadelphia sports team since the 1983 76ers, and I feel really confident of that, by the way. I've seen a lot of sports, everything since then. And this, this is the best. Now, look, they got one more game to finish the job, but I feel super confident that they will. Um, the Andy Reid thing's a very compelling storyline. The Patrick Mahomes thing is compelling. Credit to that guy also, by the way. 
Mahomes, John, did something yesterday I did not think he would be capable of doing. Same. I just didn't think that soon after that injury he could manage through a game. And not just manage. It wasn't just, you know, drop back and quick decision to pass the ball. I mean, he had to scoot around at times, including literally the pivotal play in the game, where if he doesn't get those yards, that guy doesn't have the personal foul. They don't get the, the, the winning field goal. So uh, it creates a compelling Super Bowl, but one I really do expect the Eagles to win. Let's go to the phones, 215-592-9494. By the way, Twitter poll question of the day, who is most responsible for the Eagles returning to the Super Bowl? Is it Hertz, Lurie, Howie, or Sirianni? You can vote at Sports Radio WIP on Twitter. We will also talk to Elliot Shore Parks coming up in 10 minutes. Chuck in Worcester right now. What's up, Chuck? Joe, good morning. Uh, John, good morning. Listen, you know, you brought back memories to me when you talk about the games not all being on. You know, Leonard Toes had a ploy, what he would do is on Saturday, late on Saturday, he'd buy up the remaining tickets so they would put the games yeah. on. I knew this was way before sure. their time. But I'm going to give a little history story. Now, at that time, uh, it was in November, uh, Upper Marion High School, I was a ninth grader, we had a, f- a fundraiser up at the uh, Valley Ford Shopping Center, and the Eagles, and by the way, you want to talk about great, Jack Whitaker, who was doing our pregame show at that time, I know you're familiar with it, mm-hmm. and Tommy Brookshire was just new uh, to the broadcasting booth. These guys were for not Pat Summerall was doing the national games, but anyway, I'm going to ask you a trivia question. Oh, boy. What Eagles game was preempted and we only saw half of the game. They kept going off and on, off and on. Do you know uh, why? Well, I know it's not the Heidi Bowl because that's the Jets and the Raiders. So, hold on, let me think about this. Go ahead. An Eagles game off and on. They were going back to the broadcast, back to the game. Off I'm going to get – all right, so something famous on a Sunday. Just give me a second. Give Go me ahead, a second. Joe. I'll say – I'll say Oswald got shot. Absolutely. Good for you, Joe. Wow. Ruby shoots Oswald. Good pull, man. And, Thank you. You know, and Rose, good for you, Joe. And Rosella <laughs> made... It was good. Like, credit where due. Absolutely. <laughs> and Rosella made a statement. That was his biggest regret. I know. Of not uh, canceling those games. Yeah. But, Joe, you know who they played that day? Now, listen, I, I'm, I'm, go, I'm retiring at one for one, Chuck. Well, Joe, it was the Washington Redskins. There you go. I would have guessed that, but I just I wanted to go out on top. But Joe, good know. for you. But that Red Ruby <laughs> thing, that took the NFL games off the, off the tube. Well, it makes, I want yeah, you it makes guys sense. to have a good day. Chuck, thanks, buddy, and, and enjoy thanks, this Chuck. moment, man. This is a rare time in Philly sports. Enjoy this. Let's go to Rob and Glenn Olden. Hi, Rob. Hey, guys. Sorry this time. I was just so excited. The phone's in my pocket. I hit the mute button. No worries. Yeah. Rob, you got to admit, that was further proof that the hammer is the hammer. Yeah, listen. Yes, it was. 1963, I, 15 years before I was born, Rob. Ah, so yeah. I, I, I don't even care. Wow. I got one thing to say. Arizona, here we come. That's what I have to say. Arizona, here we come. Well, Listen, I thought it was I, Kansas. Kansas City. Kansas, Kansas City, you're going to get your ass kicked. Uh, listen, I got a couple things I want to mention very, very quick. Yeah, and then I have a strategic point and an emotional point about the game. Mm-hmm. I think Embiid sent a message the other night. Not only is he the MVP, he's the best player in the league right now. You know, he's not, but he's close. Yes, he is. He's not. Steph and LeBron are still 1-2 in some order. Not right now. Not right now. They're not. No, they are. They are. But anyway, one quick point is the nitpick hurts in the Super Bowl. Cannot miss a throw like that to A.J. Brown. When you have a touchdown like that and we're going against the Chiefs, 
Just make that throw. Just make. Yeah, that but throw. you know what, Rob? He probably can miss those. You don't want to see him miss it too many no. times. But hold on. No. Just know this, Rob. Um, I expect the Eagles to win somewhat comfortably. And what I mean by that is he probably can miss a throw or two like that, and they still win. I think the Eagles are a legitimately better team. I think they're going to win 38-17, to 17, but but – I think they're going to send a message again because we've been the best team all year in football with Hurts, and I think we're going to prove it this year uh, in the Super Bowl. My strategic point real quick is mm-hmm. I like the matchup between our receivers and their secondary and our secondary against their receivers. No question. Okay? No question. And, and my emotional point is I'll make it quick. Unfortunately, we all have this in common, but that first Super Bowl win, I'm even getting emotional thinking about because mm-hmm. it means more to us as Philadelphia fans. My father, Mr. Nemoy, Mr. DeCamera, Mr. Ritchie, Mr. Seltzer, they never got to experience the Super Bowl. They saw the 1960 championship, maybe, yep. you know, but they never got to see the Super Bowl. That was for all the old timers who never got to experience the Super Bowl. Now, this one that we're going to win on February 12th in Arizona, 38 to 17, this is for us. This is for the city of Philadelphia because it means more to us. I, I love the city. I love born and raised there. Go, Birds. 38 to 17, boys. You got it, Rob. Thanks, Rob. You know, it's interesting. It's it's something that stood out to me earlier today. We already had two calls, and I think they were both either in the 10 or 11 o'clock hour. So we're not going to get the same exact type of calls as we did five years ago if the Eagles win it all in that everyone who's alive that's older than you, you've experienced winning a Super Bowl with that older parent or brother or sister. But we got two calls earlier that talked about looking forward to the Super Bowl with a younger child now, a child that either wasn't born five years ago when the Eagles played in it or was two or three and couldn't comprehend it and is now seven or eight and will now, you know, understand as they sit there next to you watching the game. So it's a different dynamic in I that have regard. that. Like, Zoe yeah. was born in December of 2018. She was born the year they won the Super Bowl, but after they had already won it. Right. Like, she was with me watching the game. Like, she, you know, she's four, so she's not sure. locked in. But, like, that's meaningful, man. Yeah. Like, that does matter. It's different. Yeah, so it'll be, like, it'll be a little different the way people present it. Look, I got to figure out where to watch this game, guys. I, I don't know what, I don't Mama know. Day. I know. I, I don't know. I mean, you know, like, I, I have seen the Eagles win the Super Bowl with my mom. So now... <laughs> I got I got my girlfriend, I got my friends, I got my my, my siblings. Like I don't I don't know. I don't I don't know what the what the rules the of engagement. The first one was easy. Now it's like you actually yeah. have to figure it out. Now yeah. it's like I mean I don't know. It sounds like you devalue your mom now. No, not at all. I just I mean you know. It sounds like you're opting for Amy over mom. Don't do that, John. That's not cool. <laughs> I don't appreciate that. That is slanderous talk to try to create a wedge. This is not the Civil War. <laughs> this is not North versus South. Well, it's funny because Amy likes watching games with her friends. Sure. So, do you like do. watching games with her friends? Uh, well, here's my answer to that Sounds question. Like the answer is no. I like watching games with small groups. I can't deal with expect for big games. Big games. I think there's trouble in paradise. <laughs> <laughs> so her friends are great, but like I don't want 14, 15, 16 people crawling around her me when I'm are great, concentrating but. on a Super Bowl. You got a butt. Well, yeah, don't you have don't 16 people watch around a game me. With- 
Amy. I do want to watch the game with Amy. I want I Amy to watch the game with me. This is serious stuff, all right? Yeah, this, this is, is you don't yeah. mess around. James, what's your sense of your plan? What what would you do? So last time I was at the Fillmore with Richie yep. and, you know, tons and tons of Eagles yep. fans. It was super awesome, mm-hmm. you know, great celebration, all that. I, I'm, I'm hopefully, I mean, if, if the station has us out doing stuff, I'll do that. But I'd like to By watch- the way, I might turn that down, just yeah, to be well, clear. I-, I turned down that Fillmore thing. Yeah. And Spike wasn't happy with me. He's like, you know, you're not a coach. I'm like, Spike. I'm watching the game with my mom. Yeah, and, like, and that's I, it. I think that was the right thing to do. I, I, I really would like to watch with Emily this time. I didn't get to watch it with her last yep. time. We, you know, we've watched all year together. So hopefully, I can watch with Emily and Zoe. That's my goal. We'll sure. See what happens. And then, John, your situation's unique because you got post game duty. So that, yeah. <laughs> Poor John. Like, yeah. John, John ain't gonna be going out on Broad Street. That, that stinks. Was so well, I got cool. to do Broad Street last time too. It was, so it was so amazing. Cool. So I, I got to experience that. Oh. So. Well, you know, last night I did get to see a little bit of that. Yeah. I was on my way from the post game show over to CBS. Uh, it was, you know, lots of uh, lights and and oh yeah, ambulance, sure. uh, police cars, like going, traveling. Well, same thing. Everyone was out walking. Elliot yeah. and I drove in to do our pod here last night, like at like eight o'clock or whatever, and it was horns honking. Yeah. Like yeah. Everywhere you went, there was noise, there was sound. Yeah. I hope those people City that fell line. from that. Uh, bus yeah, stopper, okay. I don't know their yeah. their status, you know, but they, that was a really big tumble and onto something that had to be not not good down there. So I, I hope backs and necks and heads are okay. Yeah, I, I just that was a bad fall. All right, to the phones. Elliot will join us shortly. We know where Elliot will be. He'll be out in uh, Arizona at the game, yeah. representing WIP. Let's talk to Paula right now. Hi, Paula. Hey, calling from enemy territory in Dallas, Texas. Wow. Long- Philadelphia fan, born and raised there. We are so sick of hearing all the uh, naysayers and all the people talk about our Eagles. We just heard a guy call in the Bay Area, the Rose Show, where you had them on last week, yep. and the guy got through a Eagles fan, and he did the chant. E-S-E-L-E-S, Eagles! <laughs> and it was nice. so funny, they cut him off right at the end. <laughs> and the guy was so upset. We were so happy. But uh-huh. thank you for your show. Uh, living in Dallas is great. We're close to our church, Parkside Baptist. And, uh, but we're glad to have the Philly shows and all you guys. Uh, we feel close to home when Good. we listen every great. day. Well, that Odyssey app gets the job done, Paul. I'm glad you can listen anywhere in the country, anywhere in the world. That's right. Thank you very much. All right, and Paul. Go Eagles. You got going it. Going to the ball. Indeed. Going to win the bowl, by the way. All right, let's talk to our Eagles reporter. He's been there every step of the way this season, including in the Eagles locker room after the game yesterday for a uh, insight into that and uh, the journey to this point and the game up ahead. And we know we'll be talking to him a lot over the next two weeks. Elliot Shore Parks. Elliot, that was – a beatdown yesterday. Yeah, I mean, it was almost, you know, you want to say you're surprised by it, but it's what this team has done every step of the way. I mean, if you think about different times this year where we've said, okay, this is going to be a test for the Eagles, right? The Titans, if you remember back then, it was, wow, they're a really physical team. The Eagles might not match it. Mm-hmm. The Giants last week was, oh, they're coming off a great game and they're playing way better. And then yesterday, they've dominated all those games. I think they've won them by a score of like 104 to 20-something. So <sighs> each time we've said, Oh, maybe this team's more physical, or this team might be better. The Eagles go out and just absolutely yeah. annihilate. Elliot, before we get into aspects of the game and moving ahead of the Super Bowl, you had unique access yesterday. I mean, you're there, and you're really in yeah. there. Give us some sights and sounds of of what 
you saw that most people listening would not have been able to see, comments from players, emotions from players, what stood out to you? Yeah, I thought it felt way more like a party than it did in 2017. I mean, even just coming off the field, the players, everyone had their wives, their girlfriends, their partners, their kids, you know, like whoever, whoever they uh, you know, had on the field with them was coming off. There was dancing. They were taking beers from fans that were in that little section where, uh, you know, by, by the entrance to the field. Uh, and then in the locker room, the second you walked in, you could – you know, smell the smoke from all the cigars. I mean, there were victory cigars hmm. uh, players were enjoying. They were dancing. But I also think that the locker room seemed, seemed to me, showed why this team is such a perfect mixture of, of guys. Because there was definitely a lot of players who were very excited. Young players, guys like Darius Slay who haven't been there, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. For sure, those guys were celebrating. Then there were also guys like Jason Kelsey, uh, you know, Lane Johnson, um, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, who were happy but they've been there. So it didn't feel like as big of a moment to them. And then of course, Jalen just kind of sitting very calm, uh, you know, had the victory cigar. So I thought it was a really, really good mixture of, yeah, they're excited to be there, but not overly, uh, you know, taken up in the moment. Let's, let's talk about that inside the locker room access uh, just from a health perspective after the game, how was mm-hmm. Jalen? How was Lane Johnson? How was Avante Maddox? How was Landon Dickerson? Yeah. They all look good to me. I mean, you know, I think a lot of times just seeing players in the locker room afterwards is a pretty good indication that they're feeling okay because that means they're not back getting treatment or, or x-rays or anything like that. So they, they all seem good to me. I saw Landon coming off the field uh, celebrating. He did have something on his elbow, but, uh, you know, I, I think he, they mostly seem fine. So I do, I do think that for the second straight game, they're going to go into the Super Bowl with all 22 starters healthy and uh, playing. Uh, yesterday after the game, uh, Jeffrey Lurie spoke about how he knew prior to the season that this was the best team he'd ever owned. Uh, how right is that? And how much better is this team than the 2017 team that won the Super Bowl? I think they're definitely better. Now, the 2017 team, I thought, won because there was just something special going on there. Not that this team doesn't have chemistry or anything like that. But 2017, it was they kind of got hot at the right time with a backup quarterback, and it was a special run. This team is just dominant. And it's yeah. all, they're almost so dominant, it's boring, and you almost can't even fully appreciate it. I mean, you know, think about the fact that the two playoff games we've been talking about all season, they had Hurts on the bench at the end of both of those. <laughs> yeah. like they, they, they weren't even suspenseful to the point where I don't even think you feel the moment of them winning it because it's over by halftime yeah. in both games. Yeah, that's right. There's not a, both were over there's at not the a game-winning yeah. field goal or anything like that, right? So, yeah, I think this is, you know, the best Eagles team I've, I've ever seen. I mean, you know, 2004 was great, you know, in a lot of ways. You can debate that. But this team is amazing on the lines, the posi- positions, everything. I mean, they're, they're an unbelievable team. So, best team we've ever had. But was that the worst game we've seen Jalen play this season? You know, I did not think Jalen was that bad. Uh, you know, w- watching it live, like, my my thought was he played fine. He did miss that throw to A.J. Deep, which, you know, when it was 7-7, seven to seven, that play really stood out as, man, that, that could hurt them. But then when, you know, when they're up, it, it kind of fades away. So that was a bad miss. Um, I know there's been a lot of concern, it seems like, about how he played and his health, but I really didn't get that takeaway watching him. I thought he, he was good. I thought he took care of the ball. You know, he never put the ball in harm's way, which was basically the number one thing. Yeah when you're up in a game like that. So, yeah, I thought Jalen played fine. Which back does this offensive staff trust the most? 
you know, Kenny, maybe just because you, you know, last year he was the third down uh, back. He's often the back in uh, two minute drills when, you know, or they're running hurry up or whatever. And then you saw yesterday, you know, or two weeks in a row, really, they've trusted him to kind of put the game away. So maybe it's him, but, but I do think that they really trust Miles too. I mean, he's been obviously their number one back this year. Do you so, think he's worn uh, down, Ellie? Do you think he's worn down a little bit? I mean, he's had so many more touches than Kenny Gainwell. Had that knee brace at the end of the season, yeah. Too. I just yeah. wonder if he's not able to do what he was able to do back in October and November. Um, I mean, the knee brace thing is definitely noteworthy that he had it and now he doesn't. Um, but again, he had two touchdowns yesterday, and I actually do think. You know, there, there are times for sure where I think Miles bounces it outside too much or is hesitant to kind of just take the hole when it's there. But I also think that he's run really, really hard this year. Like, he's been really hard to tackle. You look at, you know, the broken tackles, all those things. So maybe he's wearing down a little bit, but I, I don't honestly have much concern about that. What about Landon Dickerson after the game, Elliot? We saw him get banged up. What, what could you tell on him? Yeah, so I saw him after the game. Uh, he seemed in good spirits. Uh, he did have something on his on his elbow. I don't know. If, I'll have to go back and look if he started the game with that. It looked like almost like a some type of wrap or something. He did but not. I, he yeah, didn't I, I start think the game with it. He did not. Okay, yeah. So he did have that on. But I would, you know, Landon Dickerson. It seems like the longer he's here, it feels like every game he leaves for five or six snaps, and then he comes back in. So maybe that's just what it's going to be. But I would be surprised if he didn't play. Ellie, let me just get on the record squarely to everyone listening on one topic that we don't normally talk about, but like, I think the Eagles are probably going to win anyway, but if Sipos is not ready to go, this punter has got to get cut and they got to bring someone else in to punt. No, no more of this guy. No more. I cannot have the Eagles give Patrick Mahomes short fields. No more of this dude. This guy, this guy stinks. So I a hundred percent agree with you that he was awful yesterday. The only thing I will say to counter that is, it, you know, he has been the holder for Jake Elliott for a few weeks now, and that doesn't sound like a big deal. Yeah. But but I'm just saying, like, yep. you know, Jake, there could be big kicks there oh. that, you know, maybe, look, they have two weeks. and Dress two punters? Say, <laughs> Deactivate well, a linebacker? <laughs> I'm maybe. Just, I don't know, man. I mean, look, This guy is a horrible punter. Now, he was good against the Giants, for what it's worth. But but he was, you're right, he was really bad. Yes, It was so bad that I think the refs with that whole wire thing were probably just like, Look, you're you've had terrible punts all day. So you know, like ultimately, ultimately, it's not that convincing. But yeah, no, he was really bad yesterday. So Sipos no held, doubt about it. Sipos held for the the first you know two thirds of the season. I like it's not it's like riding a bike. Well, but not if you. It's not. not if you can't punt. No, I'm, saying, I'm saying if you bring. I'm saying if you bring a new punter, of course, like a third punter. Yeah. Right? Yeah, Look, well, I'm not saying I wouldn't play. do it. I, I'm not saying I wouldn't do it. I I just mean no. Like, you, I don't think holding punting, is that. It's not that. Well, I, I had it's heard they got bad. rid of the punter before Sipos because he did a bad job holding, and that yeah. was why Jake Elliott's field goals were off. I heard I heard that privately. Wow. Yeah, so, it's I'm just telling you. Until, yeah, it's not something you think about or seems hard to do until all of a sudden one gets dropped in the Super Bowl, and it's like right. a massive deal. <laughs> right. So, yeah, but, but no, Kern was bad for sure. And it's not like these guys just started holding in the last sure. couple of weeks. They've been holding their entire lives. Hey, is there yes. any information – about Kayvon Wallace, the possibility that getting tossed by Trent Williams will have mm-hmm. lingering after effects in terms of his eligibility. Um, I would be surprised if he was suspended. Uh, you know, that is probably something that will come out today or, or tomorrow. But I do think in general, because the game was so far away, you know, that moment is not really being talked about enough for, for two reasons. One, I thought it was like incredibly 
like irresponsible in a way of the Eagles to get involved in that. Like they had the Super Bowl coming up. The Niners had nothing to play for. Josh Job was involved. Uh, McPherson a few times did it. Obviously, Kayvon Wallace. So I thought that was pretty disappointing just from a maturity standpoint that mm-hmm. they did that. But also, Fletcher Cox, I thought, showed great veteran leadership. There was a moment where, like, the whole sideline was trying to kind of, kind of come up, and Fletcher got in front of everyone and was like, no, no, get back, get back. So uh, yeah. I thought there was a good you know, leadership moment from Fletcher. So speaking of Fletcher, let's get to this here, Elliot. And Elliot Shore Parks with us. Eagles headed to the bowl. Uh, Elliot headed to Arizona in a couple of days. Elliot, gut feeling, which player or combination of players is more likely to retire if the Birds win at all? Kelsey, mm-hmm. Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox. Do you think a do you think a win ushers one of them out in their mind mentally? So I think Fletcher is the most likely to not be on the team next year. I think he's very but not but now. not to retire just to no. want to keep playing. Yeah. But the Eagles say thank you. We're, yeah, that would be my guess. I mean, he seems pretty pretty ready to hit free agency now he's probably the most important position since they don't have a lot of defensive tackles there. So maybe they'll pay for him to come back, but he would be third, third for me. Look, I think Kelsey, there's a real chance he retires. I mean, you, you know, just, you look at what he's doing in off the field. He has all these new things, the podcast, the clothing line, like he's doing more media. It does feel like he's preparing for life after football. And he's been really close before. But one thing I did think was noteworthy last night was all the players come off the field. You know, they're celebrating all those things. Brandon is almost always one of the first players off. And yesterday, I thought he was, like, noticeably the last player to leave the field, like five, six mm-hmm. minutes after anyone else. So I don't wow. know if he was just taking it in or what. But, but I also think he's the most likely to take a pay cut to stay. So, Interesting. you know, it, it's, it's a tricky situation with, three, with those three players. Elliot, we got a Twitter poll today. Who's most responsible for the Eagles returning to the Super Bowl? Not focused on yesterday's game, but big picture. Is it Hurts, Lurie, Howie, or Sirianni? I think it's hurts because if you look at what this team was when Carson was playing poorly, I mean, Howie was there, Lurie was there. I know Nick wasn't, but Doug's a pretty good head coach. I think sometimes because Howie and you know Jeffrey are, are so great at what they do, and obviously so is Nick, we oversimplify things. The quarterback is what makes the team go. He's the engine in the car. Howie can put the car together, but Jalen makes it go. And you've seen this year when he's there, they're great. And when he's not, they're not. So I, I think it's Jalen. You know how he drafted him, right, Elliot? Well, then that, by that instance, it's always Howie, no matter what. Like, I'm just, I'm just hey, saying. Howie drafted Carson, too, you know? Uh, I so. know. Hey, Elliot, last <laughs> yeah. thing here, man. Let's just do a quick look ahead of the Super Bowl. Your thoughts on the Eagles going against Andy Reid. I mean, that whole thing. Yeah. And then your, just, your early thoughts on this matchup. I think this is a really, really hard matchup. Like, I, I didn't buy into the Giants were going to be competitive. I didn't think the 49ers. Like, I think the Chiefs are far and away the best team they will – Face. And I think a real concern for me is their line play is much better, in my opinion, than the Niners line play. Like, I think their offensive line is really good and they get a ton of sacks. I think they're second in the league and like fourth in quarterback pressure. So the Eagles have really kind of dominated this year because they've always been able to win at the line of scrimmage. And they might still like their lines might be better, but the Chiefs lines are really good. And then you put Mahomes there. So I think it's a it's a really it's a really, really tough kind of like concerning matchup for this team. But they pass every test they've, they've gotten. So, you know, they'll, they'll probably win. But, man, the, yeah. the Chiefs are, are really, really tough. They're a great team. Elliot, final thing, actually. Um, what do you know about this week? I mean, when do they fly out? Yeah. And how hardcore is practice this week? Or do the guys get two or three days off? What happens now? Yeah, so 
it's a new staff, right? Like I know that Howie has been to the Super Bowl, so he'll probably help them kind of guide it because he's been through it. We don't have any of that information yet, so I don't want to say anything definitive. If I had to guess, like players are in the building, there'll probably be maybe a walkthrough. Like this is this is the week where you get a lot of the work done because once you get to Arizona, there's a ton of media obligations. You no longer yeah. have your offices. You no longer have all that. So. I would think a lot of the preparation uh, will be this week, but we have not gotten a schedule on, on how Nick is going to handle it. I would guess that they would leave next Sunday. Yeah, well, I, uh, I'm almost positive they'll leave Sunday because m- Monday night will be media night. So that'll yeah. be like the beginning sure. of, of all of it. So I think they leave Sunday for Arizona. And, and Gannon made a comment yesterday about he's not going anywhere or something. I forget the exact quote. Do you think that was just – talk or do you think that was in here here's what he said philly's keeping me that was the quote philly's keeping me yeah do you think that was an indication that he knows he's not getting i believe it's the three remaining available head coaching spots i do yeah i think that was him saying he's not going to be getting a, a head coaching job that's now, what i thought could, yep. some, could something change right like maybe D'Amico changes his mind and then like who knows right or at houston i should say but I think as of now, Gannon's planning to be back, and, and yeah. obviously that's, that's great news for the franchise. Elliot, great, great work, great reporting all season. And uh, as Doug said five years ago, uh, we're not done yet. You're not done yet. <laughs> Eagles got to win one more game, and they're going to. Thanks, Elliot. Yeah, no problem. Talk to you. All right, Thanks, good Doug. stuff, man. Uh, do you guys think Doug talks in the next two weeks? There's going to be a lot of media requests for Doug Peterson. You know, you know there's going to be people saying, let's tap into Jacksonville and find out if Doug wants to talk. you think he kind of – Gets out there and gets on the record. I mean, it's not just the Eagles back in the bolts. Andy Reid. I mean, it's Chiefs like. Chiefs connections. He was a coach on that team. He knows Mahomes. He knows all those guys. Do you, you think he goes bunker? Or do you think he says, eh, I'll do some interviews? It's interesting. I think if he does, he does maybe like a pregame type thing, like the national big time stuff. But I also, it means that coach of the Jags. I, I know. Be, I wouldn't be shocked if he just stays out of it. What about Corey Clement? Plays for another team, but he's like Super Bowl hero. Joe, we got to get Corey Clement on. Oh, by the way, speaking of getting people on, Rodney McLeod's going to be on with us on Wednesday in studio for about two hours. Awesome. So Rodney McLeod, Wednesday afternoon. Super Bowl champion. Super Bowl champion. Super Bowl champion Rodney McLeod will be on our show Wednesday afternoon. Let's go to the phones, 215-592-9494, to Tom in Abington right now. Yo, Tom. Yo, fellas. How we doing today? Pretty nice. Exceptionally, (laughs) exceptionally exceptional. I'd say I'm super today. There you go. Um, all right, so I have um, a comment, a concern, and a question. So the comment would be, when the Eagles run that play off the option where they pull Telsey to the weak side, it just freezes the linebackers. Like, that play is unstoppable. You're talking about the one that, that Miles scored on. Yeah, where he went in untouched because the linebacker wanted no parts of Kelsey pulling to the weak side. Dude, Kelsey's an animal. He is. He's a beast. It's funny because Travis Kelsey is certainly more famous. Mm Mm-hmm. But I don't know that Travis Kelsey's better. Uh, They're both really good, man. I they're mean, both Hall of the Famers. Best oh, they're both Hall of Famers. I mean, the Hall of Fame. Yeah, man. there's no doubt they're both Hall of Famers. Yeah, Cal- so Cal- Mike- Travis might be the like he's in in the running with Gronk for greatest tight end of all time. Well, and that's you know? why yeah. Travis Kelsey probably is considered the better player nationally. But I'll tell you it's what, close. man, a center. I'm with you. They can give you a 13 year career, or whatever uh-huh. the heck it's been. And he's still going strong, too. Well, especially because the Eagles win so much because of their offensive line. Yeah. Yeah, now my concern would be A.J. Brown. I think he's hurt. 
I, I don't think Hurts overthrew him. I I just I, I don't think he could catch up to the ball. And that, that would be my concern. And then I will leave you guys with a question I that I can't I I think maybe he's a little dinged and you they said it was a hip a left hip injury after the, the Giants game. Well that could affect how you're on. But he wasn't right. on the injury I, report. And I, so I know that, that, but I mean have you ever seen him not catch up to a ball? I've seen Jalen throw better than what he did. I agree with John. Game. It was definitely an overthrow. I mean, it could be a little bit of both. could be that oh, he God. has yeah. thrown it and he expects A.J. to get to it, and A.J. Yeah. wasn't close, but but a healthy A.J. maybe is, is closer. Right. I don't know. By so the, the way, question... I mean, sometimes the quarterback just has a misfire. Yeah, I mean, we don't not... have to make it, you know. That's fair. Uh, my question would be, who had a better game yesterday, Hassan Reddick or Lane Johnson? Have a great day. It's fellas. an easy answer, Hassan Reddick. And Lane was fantastic, but it's I Hassan Reddick. I don't Hassan think Redick. it's that easy. I, that, look, Hassan, they could no longer pass after the first 49ers drive. You know, like it, it was they, – they didn't even try. But Johnny knocked – he knocked so the quarterback Hassan Reddick, out. I, I it's understand. Not, it's, Hassan Reddick, had he had an opportunity to get after quarterbacks who were dropping back, would have been able to do it for the whole game. What he did was uh, for a quarter. And Lane – was outstanding. I mean, like outstanding. I know for the the whole game. So it does put Reddick at a disadvantage when you're evaluating but, the way they played for the entire. But game. Reddick was the causality of why they couldn't pass. He literally knocked the quarterback out, and he did it legally. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll just say this: seeing Seth Joyner this morning, and and we were talking more about Mahomes' ankle <laughs> than what happened yesterday. But I'll just say this: my inference is Seth Joyner is very proud of. If you get a chance to remove the quarterback, if you get a chance to remove the quarterback from the game, remove the quarterback from the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is what it is, man. I mean, it's pro football. Do it legally. By the way, that Trent Williams guy, I thought that was a really scummy move, especially for like a vet. I was really dirty. So scummier. That him, was dirty, him man. Him flopping, uh, Kayvon Wallace yep. or tri- uh, Greenlaw, just like punching, like hauling off and yeah, punching. Yeah, that too. The ball and whoever the the back was. I mean, that was like left hook, left hook. It was hook, getting out of control. I, that is a weird thing to see. I mean, you're not able to do that. I you think can't Shanahan just punch people. Look, John, I thought Shanahan was lucky that Sirianni didn't give him the business at midfield. I, I Sirianni had every right to 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 go to Shanahan for that post game handshake and say, "Yo, dude, like, what was that, man?" By the way, let me just say this, speaking of Sirianni and going to midfield, I'm going to put it out now. We got 13 days until the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, do it. I hope to find a way to influence some Eagles players on this because, guys, the tradition that has been gone, I think since the mid-'90s, of the head coach being hoisted and carried across the field has got to come back. With you. It's a great – it was a great tradition. I don't know why it stopped. I really don't. But if the Eagles win, I want someone picking Sirianni up and carrying him across the field. I think the last one might have been Mike Holmgren when the Packers won in 96. I don't remember it since then. And it used to happen all the time. All the time. I wouldn't be surprised if if the Eagles, because they're so conscious of health, 
in injury potential. <laughs> if they didn't put like a statement out, guys, we're not picking people up. Oh, that puts man. us at a, in a compromised uh, position for for injury I even, purposes. John, this is going to sound weird because the Eagles are about to play the Chiefs, but I even tried to influence to have the Chiefs do it for Andy Reid back in 2020. Remember, we had Jason Kelsey on the week of the game, and I said to him on the air, yo, try to get your brother, if the Chiefs win, to pick up Andy. But anyway, it's just I just think it's a great tradition, and well, unfortunately— that's, that's an entirely different oh, yeah. concept. Yeah, picking that's, up Andy that's like four offensive linemen. Tougher challenge, yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nick will be like Kenny Gainwell and Boston Scott. Yeah. Andy will be like four Chris Joneses. You have to rehearse that, <laughs> the hoisting in unison of— yeah, one of the best tough. ever, by the way, is when John Madden fell down. Uh, if you if you've seen that video, John, they they get John Madden up, and there's the classic shot of John Madden up. But <laughs> what usually you don't see uh-huh. is about one second later he tumbles down because they like run into like photographers or something, and he just comes tumbling down to the ground. All right, coming up next, Jeffrey Lurie. He said something post game. Elliot alluded to it earlier. Um, that was really, uh, I think, accurate. But certainly um, interesting. What 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 the Eagles owner said after the game yesterday, plus all the phone calls. Joe Cameron, John Ritchie on WIP. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.